before we start this morning, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you for loving us. Thank you for allowing us the technology to do our service this way where otherwise we wouldn't be able to. And just, I pray that we would use the technology we have in a way that glorifies you. I pray for those this morning that are sick, Father. I know that COVID is making another return in our world and in our communities. And I pray for the doctors and nurses who are on the front lines. I pray for uh, the ambulance workers, EMT uh, people, those that are helicopter riders and drivers and pilots and those who are caring for those who are sick. I pray you would give them strength. And when they're able to rest, Father, I pray you would let them rest peacefully. Father, I thank you for loving us. I thank you for blessing us. I, in spite of everything that's going on, Father, it would be easy to get negative and to uh, lose sight of the fact that you are on your throne. And this morning, I, I want us, I pray you would help us to remember that and help us to realize that even when times are tough and even when things are, are going bad, that you are still in control and you still are determining the future uh, that our world takes. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being with us. I pray your Holy Spirit would fill us today as uh, we open your word and study your word, Father, and I pray that uh, the word would take root in our hearts to make us more like Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I don't know about you guys, but around the Plank House for the last couple of weeks, it's been challenging to say the least. All three of us had COVID, so we were all COVID patients. We were all quarantined, and that was difficult for me because I never felt very sick, and so it was hard to stay home and, and not do much when I couldn't get out and go about. And uh, having to make the decision, do we have service live? Exactly what is it that we do? It's been very, very stressful. And in all honesty, even for all of us today, those challenges still continue, and I'm pretty sure that you feel the same way, because I've talked to most of you, and you've told me that you have. We see COVID running rampant again. We have uncertainty not only about our future, but also about our present. Where do we go? Well, certainly not to the news or to the internet. If we turn to those places, we'll find ourselves bogged down and with baggage, and before long, we'll start asking ourselves, what's the use? And I'm not saying don't watch the news to find out what's going on because we do need to know what's going on, but we can't let ourselves be upset and obsessed with what we hear on the news or what we see on the Internet. Can I suggest a better way for us this morning, a better solution for traveling through this life? For God's way of keeping us from becoming bogged down and needy on our journey through this life, Let's turn, if you would, this morning to an old friend, Psalm chapter 23, the 23rd Psalm. You know, David wrote this psalm some 2,900 years ago, but the words that he wrote still find a special place in our hearts today, don't they? For thousands of years, God followers have turned to David's words to find strength, peace, and comfort. And so let's do that this morning. Let's turn and read Psalm 23 together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. 
He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If I could put this sermon in a sentence this morning, it would be this. Because Jehovah is my shepherd, I don't have need of anything. Because Jehovah is my shepherd, I don't have need of anything. Look at verse 1. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. If David had used the word God or Elohim or just some creative power, it would make this verse seem very, very impersonal. But this psalm, the 23rd psalm, is all about relationship. If David had used the title Master or Adonai, that would imply us being slaves to serve a master. If David had used the word King or Rock or Fortress or Almighty or Holy Ones, while all those terms are true, they imply impersonal terms, don't they? But the term Lord, Jehovah, Yahweh, is a term of personal relationship, meaning you can get close to him. The I am is our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And then the next word, the Lord is my shepherd. The tense of that verb is very, very important. The Lord is my shepherd. You know, some only testify to past experiences with God. Well, you know, at one time, the Lord was my shepherd. How many times do we hear people say, well, you know, I used to go to church. I used to read my Bible. I used to do this. I used to do that. And the Lord is in a past tense. Well, David reminds us that the Lord is our shepherd. And then there are other folks that they only plan to get close to the Lord in the future. The Lord will be my shepherd. When I get myself cleaned up, I'll let the Lord be my shepherd. When I get all this mess out of my life, I'll let the Lord be my shepherd. When I get older, when I get the kids raised, when I get through school, when I get here, when I get there, the Lord will be my shepherd. You know what? For 2,900 years, God followers have read, the Lord is my shepherd. And if the Lord lets the earth stand for another 2,900 years, God followers will be saying, the Lord is my shepherd. And, you know, there are at least two things you and I can count on when we use and see that verb, is. One thing is, it's the right now. The Lord will take care and protect you today. The Lord will care for you and protect you today. And, you know, we need that, don't we? In these times of uncertainty, these times of insecurity, there's violence everywhere, there's meanness everywhere. The Lord is my shepherd. 
The Lord is your shepherd today. He will take care of you today, and also, he'll take care of you right here. You don't have to go someplace else to get into the shepherd's care. Aren't you glad you don't have to go to India to find the shepherd? Aren't you glad you don't have to go to California or to New York or to Nashville? The Lord is our shepherd today, and the Lord is our shepherd right here. The Lord is my shepherd. If David had used the term, the Lord is a shepherd, it simply means that he is one out of many shepherds. The word shepherd means a caregiver. If we had to describe a shepherd, he would be a caregiver. Who or what is your shepherd this morning? And I want us to think about that because a lot of people, they may say, well, the Lord's my shepherd, but they say that very flippantly. They may say that, but they don't live that. Who or what is your shepherd this morning? Is it your job? Is it your family? Is it your health? Is it your retirement fund? If your shepherd is anyone or anything but the Lord, you're not going to have true peace. You're not going to have true comfort. You're not going to have a dependable shepherd. The Lord is, if he'd have said, the Lord is our shepherd. That takes away the personal significance of this whole psalm, doesn't it? While the Lord is our shepherd, I take comfort and I find peace in the fact that the Lord is my shepherd. It means that he relates to me. I'm the one that the shepherd, if I get lost and I wander off, the shepherd will leave the rest of his sheep to come find me. He won't let me stay wandering. He won't let me stay lost. The Lord is my shepherd. And also the Lord is my shepherd. If we're going to apply this psalm to ourselves personally, y'all, it's going to take some humility. When I look at myself, I see myself as a lion or an eagle or a wolf or a bear or a tiger, a big, fierce animal that can take care of himself. God sees us as sheep. Don't forget that before David the king wrote the words of this psalm, David the king was David the shepherd boy. David had a front row seat as to the relationship between shepherd and sheep. So David knows what he's talking about when he likens humans to sheep. You know, Jesus in John chapter 10 uses this same sheep metaphor. So it isn't just a David thing, it's a God thing. God sees himself as our shepherd. Jesus sees himself as our shepherd, and he sees us as sheep. Now, why does God liken us to sheep? Well, some characteristics about sheep. Sheep are prone to wander off. Isaiah reminds us in Isaiah 53, verse 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. Jesus says in Luke 15, What man having a hundred sheep, if he lost one, will go after that which is lost? Sheep tend to wander off. Without a shepherd, without a sheepdog, without something there to help them stay where they're supposed to be, they tend to wander off. And y'all, it weren't for the great shepherd, I too would wander off. 
Not only are sheep prone to wander off, sheep have no sense of danger. They have no instinct to warn them of snakes, wolves, bears, parasites, those kinds of things. They need someone to look after them. Sheep are defenseless. Sheep have no weapons. Have you ever thought about that? They can't defend themselves. They have no claws. They don't have especially sharp teeth. They have no fangs. They have no wings. Sheep are easy pickings for the wolves, aren't they? I wonder if that's why Jesus reminds us, and, and, the, and the New Testament writers remind us, as sheep to be careful for the wolves, because they're outside trying to devour. Sheep are also a natural target for predators. Acts 20, verse 29, Paul reminded the Ephesian elders, Grievous wolves shall enter in, not sparing the flock. And you know what? With the Lord as our shepherd, we can rest assured that our shepherd knows us. In that great chapter of John, chapter 10, and and we won't read that for time's sake, but that can be your homework. You can read that after we get done here. But Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 14, he says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and my sheep are known of me. Take comfort this morning in the fact that whatever it is you're going through, as one of God's sheep, the shepherd knows. The shepherd knows where you are. The shepherd knows who you are. The shepherd knows what you're dealing with. Not only that, the shepherd relates to us. He calls his own sheep by name. He leads them out. And when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. John chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. We can know this morning that with Jesus as our shepherd, with the Lord as our shepherd, that the shepherd loves us. He, Jesus, was moved with compassion on them because they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. John chapter 10, verse 10 reminds us that the shepherd provides for us. I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The shepherd also sacrifices for us and protects us. John 10, 10, the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. John 10, verse 15, Jesus says, I lay down my life for the sheep. Aren't you glad that the Lord is your shepherd this morning? The Lord is my shepherd, and look at the next half of verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It doesn't say the Lord is my shepherd, I might not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I hope I don't want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now what does that word shall mean to us? It gives us a purpose of will. I can make definite plans about the future. This is a word of intention. I shall not want. The Lord's my shepherd, so I'm going to be taken care of. The Lord is my shepherd, he's going to provide what I need. I can go ahead and be sure about my future because even though I'm unsure about the future, I know who holds the future, and that's the shepherd. That word shall, I shall not want, also puts our faith into words. 
I expect the Lord to take care of me. I expect the shepherd to take care of me. I have faith that that's going to happen. Scripture tells us, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Saying, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It takes our faith that's in our hearts, and it puts it to word, doesn't it? It puts words in action. It puts our faith into action. Once again, our sermon in a sentence, I'll remind you, because Jehovah is my shepherd, I don't have need of anything. And the rest of this psalm describes why. If the Lord is my shepherd, I don't have need of anything. Verse 2, it says there, The shepherd makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. The shepherd takes care of our physical needs. The first thing he gives us is rest. It says he makes me lie down or he leads me to lie down. Y'all, sometimes we need just to stop and lie down. We have this motto in our lives, it seems, for so many of us. Go, go, go. Do, do, do. Be, be, be. The Lord recognizes that we need rest and he tells us to lie down. And not only does he give us rest, he gives us nourishment. We lie down in green pastures. He leads us to the good grass. He leads us to the good place to lie down. With the Lord as our shepherd, we will rest and eat in green pastures, not a briar patch. Now, lots of times when we wander off on our own, we wind up in the, we wind up in the briar patch, don't we? With the Lord as our shepherd, he'll lead us to green pastures. He'll let us lie down there. And with the Lord as our shepherd, he leads us to still waters. The reason this is important is because sheep, it's dangerous for sheep to drink around fast-moving waters because they're full of wool. And if they were to stumble into the creek or into the river in swift-moving water, their heavy wool will pull them down and they would drown. The shepherd leads to green grass, and he leads to still waters. Jesus knows where the good grass is. Jesus knows where the drinkable water is found. Jesus promises in John chapter 4, he promises a Samaritan woman and to us as well, living water. The source of the best water imaginable is found in Jesus. The question is, even though we need and we know in our hearts and in our heads that Jesus gives us living water. The question is, do we come thirsty? When we come to the well of Jesus to drink, do we bring a thimble or do we bring a cooler? How much water do we want? However much water we want, however much of Jesus we want, we can have. The only thing keeping you from having as much of Jesus as you want is you. He leads us to the green pastures. He leads us to the still waters. With the Lord as our shepherd, all of our physical needs will be met. Remember when we studied praying Jesus' way in Matthew 6, 11? Jesus reminds us to pray for our daily bread. What we need, the Lord will provide. 
Verse 3 reminds us that not only does God care for our physical needs, verse 3 tells us he restores my soul. Just like our physical bodies need needs rest, it needs food, it needs water to be restored, so, so does our soul. Just like God knows we need physical rest, he also knows we need spiritual rest and restoration as well, doesn't he? The green pastures and still waters of God's word and God's presence will give our soul the same restoration that rest, food, and water give our physical bodies. So far we've seen that the shepherd provides our physical needs. He provides for our spiritual needs. The end of verse 3 tells us that the shepherd gives us direction. He leads us. Well, where does he lead us? Verse 3 says, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. Verse 2 says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. If the shepherd is leading, we must humble ourselves enough to follow. Notice where he leads. He leads to the green pastures. He leads to the still waters. He also leads in the paths of righteousness. Having the Lord as our shepherd gives us our physical needs. Having the Lord as our shepherd gives us spiritual restoration. He restores our soul. Having the Lord as our shepherd also gives us direction. Jesus doesn't just save us and let us wander around aimlessly. He leads us in the right way. He knows where we're supposed to be going. He leads us in the paths of righteousness. He leads us in the right way. You know, Scripture tells us that there's a way that seems right unto a man, but in the end thereof is destruction. Our way gets us lost. The Lord leads us in the paths of righteousness. And a curious phrase here, he leads us in the paths of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake. God wants to use our lives in such a way that we bring glory to him. He is leading us down that path. Now, unfortunately, many of us wander off and we get on the path that leads to us glorifying our name instead of his name. God leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, for us to glorify him. And as we get to verse 4, notice that David changes his focus. The first three verses have talked about the shepherd, and we have characteristics of the shepherd. And in verse 4, he begins to talk about, and he makes this psalm very personable and personal. So far, we have seen mountaintop experiences with the shepherd. But unfortunately, as we go through our lives, we can't stay on the mountaintop forever. We can't mountaintop. You can't hop from one mountaintop to the next mountaintop. The only way to get to the next mountain is to go through the valley. There are times when we have to go through the valley. And Jesus says that, or David says here that even though, verse 4, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. This idea of the valley of the shadow of death 
That describes man's biggest fear. But you know what? Even in our greatest fear, David reminds us that with the Lord as our shepherd, we are not alone. We are not by ourselves. This song gives us comfort because we understand that when we go through the valleys of our lives, with the Lord as our shepherd, there is nothing to fear. A lot of folks are going through different valleys right now. You may be going through one. If you're there, may I encourage you to quit looking down, look up, and realize that the Lord is with you. Your shepherd is with you. There's nothing to fear in this valley. Why? Because God is with us. We don't have to face our trouble, our hardship, our valley alone. He says, When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. And then he says also that your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We find comfort in the staff and the rod of the shepherd. The shepherd's rod, the shepherd's staff is our security blanket. Uh, Leandra used to have a little puppy she carried around. And she had that puppy all through high school. That was her buddy. That was her friend. And we all have those. Our security blanket. Well, the shepherd's rod beats off the enemies. The shepherd's rod will smack the back of a wolf. The shepherd's rod will smack a bear on the head. But the shepherd's staff, that crookedish uh, staff, if me as a sheep gets out of line, if I go where I'm not supposed to do, he can put me in that crook of his staff and kind of pull me back where I'm supposed to be, out of harm's way. And oh, by the way, notice a word that we sometimes overlook when we're facing adversity and uncertainty. Verse 4 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We're supposed to walk with the shepherd through the valley, not build a house and start homesteading in the valley. If you're going through a valley right now, can I encourage you to keep on walking? Don't stop. Don't let yourself get so bogged down in everything that's going wrong, that everything we can't figure out, that we stop making progress through the valley. The only way to get to the next mountaintop is through the valley. And then in verse 5, after walking with the shepherd through the valley, David now explodes with praise and worship as he climbs to his highest mountaintop view yet. He says in verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Notice the fact that David says, you prepare a table before me. This is a feast. David is going back to his idea at the beginning of this psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, he makes a feast. He prepares a feast. He gives me just tremendous food and pleasure and a party. The Lord prepares the table in front of me. Notice who else is here in the presence of my enemies. The shepherd sets a feast for his sheep in spite of the enemies of the sheep trying to stop it. The shepherd says, I don't care about your enemies. I don't care who they are. I don't care what they are. In the presence of all of our enemies trying to take our joy, 
tried to take our trust in the Lord away, right in the middle of that, the Lord prepares a table for us. He prepares a feast for us, for me, for you, and for all of his God followers. I've got a question this morning. The shepherd provides a feast for you. Are you giving the enemy a seat at your table? The Lord has prepared a feast for you in spite of your enemies, in spite of the valleys, in spite of the downs. Are you running the enemy off, or are you letting him sit around your table? In the time we said, enemy be gone, this table is for me and the Lord. This table is for me and the Lord to fellowship with one another, to love one another, to communicate with one another, and you are not welcome. Then David says, not only do you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, he says, you anoint my head with oil. This is the idea of the fact. This is the idea of abundance. He says, as a matter of fact, you anoint my head with so much oil that my cup is running over. I've got a friend that used to say, I'm drinking from my saucer because my cup is overflowing. That's the way we are as Christians. In spite of everything that seems like it's going negatively, everything that seems like it's going wrong, in spite of COVID, in spite of masks, in spite of vaccines, in spite of riots, in spite of meanness, in spite of hatefulness, Y'all, as a Christian, I'm drinking from my saucer because my cup is overflowing, and so is yours. And then David wraps it up in verse 6 by saying, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness is what the shepherd wants for his sheep. Mercy is what the Lord provides for his sheep. You and I can walk through the valley with the shepherd with a calm assurance to know that it isn't evil that's chasing behind us. It's goodness and mercy. If you wonder it's a God follower, it's a Christ follower, what's that racket you hear behind you? It's not the enemy. It's goodness and mercy following you. That's the way the Lord works. That's the way the shepherd works. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't want for anything. I don't need anything. And he finally says, David wraps it up by saying, All the days of my life, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That word forever in Hebrew is translated length of days. David probably isn't thinking about eternal life. What he is basically saying here is that as long as I live, I'm going to be in the house of the Lord. I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. But you know what? As Christ followers, living in the house of the Lord in God's presence forever is certainly in play here. Because it gives me comfort. It gives me strength to know that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Remember our sermon in a sentence when we started? 
Because Jehovah is my shepherd, I don't have need of anything. One more scripture for you this morning. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Hebrews 12 and verse 1 tells us, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Y'all, if we let ourselves get bogged down with COVID, with politics, with open borders, with school, with business, with life, that'll give us so much weight to carry that we just can't take another step. The Lord is my shepherd. And with the Lord as our shepherd, let's learn to travel light. As sheep in the Lord's flock, we don't need 47 suitcases of stuff. We need to learn to pack light and travel light, don't we? Because Jehovah is my shepherd. I don't have need of anything. Shall we pray? Our Father in heaven, thank you for loving us. Thank you for these words of David that give us comfort when times are difficult, when times are uncertain. I just pray that we would remember that you are our shepherd, and with you as our shepherd, you provide everything that we need. I pray that you would give us strength. I pray that you would give us comfort. And I pray that we might find peace as a sheep in your flock.